part one um it was a pretty good start i like i like this where this shit was going 777 part two though i was like damn okay what a way to put your foot into this one project but um willie is a banger um big energy obviously we know that um this is a, a banger this is a hit record already you know this is lotto's obviously biggest record to date and it's fucking dope man like i like the sample 
always fuck with the song. You know, I remember when she performed it on MTV. I was like, oh shit, this is different. I know a lot of people done did this sample and shit. But, you know, she adds to that list of people who freaked the fuck out of that uh, sample. Sunshine featuring Childish Gambino and Lil Wayne. Um, it's good to hear Childish Gambino, man. I know he's been busy doing uh, Atlanta and shit and doing movies and writing and shit like that. But um, it's good to hear a verse from Dog. Lil Wayne verse, eh, it was okay. It's kind of mid to me. But I love the song, though. Like, this is one of the better songs, like, as far as from the hook, the concept, and um, just the overall theme of Sunshine makes this shit like a great track. Like a Thug featuring Lil Durk. Pretty good. Nice little shit talking on here. Wow, Beat Butcher produced this. Wow, that's dope. Well, he has something to do with it. That's fire. Alright. Um, it's giving. Um, this is definitely gonna be one of those catchy girl songs. You know what I'm saying? That the chick's gonna be in the club. It's giving blah 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 vibes. Or whatever the case may be. So I kinda know I, I kinda know what she did on the track. Um Stepper featuring Nardo Wick. A lot of people are gonna fuck with this song. Me personally, it's probably the weakest track on here, but that's not necessary. That doesn't mean that the song is trash. Um, you know, this definitely got a Detroit vibe to it. I mean, obviously, Pooh Beats did production on here. He from here, so I'm not surprised that. Um, I'm not surprised at all. Um, that beat is is crazy though. Um, Trust No Bitch. Um, that's a pretty decent song. I like the concept of that. I fuck with that. Uh, Bust Down featuring Kodak Black. This was a pretty good beat. Pretty good song. Um, this has got a lot of controversy on it because, you know, she claims a rapper, you know, tried to fuck for the track, basically. Offered sex for the song that made the album and shit. And a lot of people think that it's Kodak. And I wouldn't be surprised. Southside, yeah, this was the first single. Uh, no, this is the second single off the album. Or is it the third single? Fuck, I don't know, but I know it was put out. I know I heard the song before. Um, Southside, you know what I'm saying? This is Vintage Lotto. Big shit talking, putting on for her city. You know what I'm saying? Putting on for her hood. I just feel like that song was just too short for me. And the last two songs, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about these last two joints. These two were the biggest highlights of the album right here to me. Now. Sleep Sleep, bruh, don't tell me that she gonna flip one of my favorite joints like that, man. She gonna, you know, because this song samples Twister, Get It Wet. Man, and, and Get It Wet by Twister, definitely one of my favorite joints, like, ever. So for her to, to uh, 
not only sample this, but to execute, this gets a lot of points on my book. <laughs> no pun intended. But um, real one, I could tell. I could tell this was a Neptune's beat. I knew, I knew it was a Neptune's beat as soon as I heard the first 20 seconds because Pharrell got a new signature. You know, um, real one definitely probably, I mean, that's neck and neck with uh, Sleep Sleep for what, you know, my favorite song is on this project. But overall, Lotto delivered on her second project. This is way better than her first album. Now, I'm not saying it's a, a, a C word, but... She getting there, man. She getting there. She definitely improved as an MC. Definitely um, stepped up her uh, concepts, you know. And she's showing that she's not just a one-dimensional rapper. She's not an ass-shaking rapper. She's a chick that can spit with the best of them. You know what I'm saying? You know, I had a hot take on Lotto, you know, saying that I feel like She's a better MC than Megan. You know, a lot of people might tweak out on me for saying that shit. But, you know, I don't give a fuck, man. Let's move on to another project, man. Let's see. We got Denzel Curry's Melt My Eyes, See Your Future. I had higher expectations of this. But this is pretty much along the lines of, you know... What I've rated Denzel Curry albums in the past. You know, I just expected him to, like, take a step up a little bit. And actually, you know, do what he did on Unlock. Because I felt like, you know, he was trending toward that direction. I view this man as an elite MC. I view this man as one of the most overlooked rappers in the game. You know, I view him as underrated. And, you know, he's somewhere in that top 20 universe somewhere. Just on skill set alone, you know, this is, I think, I don't know what album. Oh, this is fifth album. Okay, I just had to figure that out. Um, Let's go down the line here on Melt My Eyes, See Your Future. I definitely was anticipating this after the successes of... Uh, after the critical, I should say, success of um, Unlock 1 and 1.5. Melt Session number 1 featuring Robert Glasper. Fucking awesome. I love this song. It's a great way to start out an album to me. Walking Man. I remember when I heard this, I was like, oh, this nigga about to set the streets on fire with this one. Walking is dope as hell. Like, you know, when he switched from the trap to the boom bap, like that was a, you know, Cal Banks did his thing on that, that production. Worst come to worst. Um, this reminds me of some Eminem shit. I'm just talking specifically as far as the beat goes. Um, worst come to worst is a solid song. It's not the best Denzel Curry song, but I like the Eminem vibes of that track. John Wayne featuring Buzzy Lee. I did not like this song at all. Yeah, this this is skip, skip. Like my nigga Shannon say, skip. 
Skip. Didn't I wasn't feeling it, but I understood the concept about it, but I didn't like it. Um, the last. This is pretty good. Not gonna hold you. This is a good track right here. I fucks with it. I like the concept about it. Mental. Man, I wish this song could have had another verse. Because this would have been a perfect song. Like, if the man just would have had more than one verse. But I get that he was trying to make room for Saul Williams. I mean, he could have did two verses. And then let Saul, Saul Williams, you know, do the poetry and shit at the end. Trouble's featuring T-Pain. Pretty good. It's supposed to be like the third single on the album. Ain't No Way. Featuring Six Black, Josiah, Jid, and Rico Nasty. Bruh. All of these niggas on this song went crazy. Like Rico Nasty, you know, she's a guilty pleasure of mine. I like her music. But, you know what I'm saying? This song right here, definitely uh, my favorite record on here. Because again, you know. Boom, Bap, and Trap, united as one. Together on the same song. Greatness. X-Wing. Um, I like the concept of this track. He uh, definitely is uh, talking some shit on here. You know, basically about the, the history of rap and then just success. Tough song. Angels. I fuck with Angels, man. This shit was pretty good. The Smell of Death. Oh, my God. Come on, Denzel, man. You you giving us just the, these one-verse records, you know, are possibly, like, taken away from what the album, you know, rating could be. You know, a lot of these songs definitely deserve two verses, at least. Two or three verses. The Smell of Death was fire. Sanjuro featuring 454. This shit was dope. I like the beat. I like the song. I like the lyrics. Man, Cardo did this beat? Hell no. That beat was fire. That's a different look for Cardo. Shout out to fucking Cardo. Oh man, I'm gonna have y'all gonna laugh at me for trying to uh pronounce this shit. Zaito Toichi? Yeah, featuring Slow Tie. Um, this is a good record. I'm not mad at it. I like it. The Ills. This is a great closer. This was a fire fucking close closer. I enjoyed that record. Like, um, overall, I expected Denzel Curry to take another step towards like being elite, but he's pretty much at where he's been at. That's what this project proved to me. Now, is the, the project worth checking out? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is a was a good project, but it's just not a great project. That's all. It's just a, a, a difference. Was I disappointed? No. Not necessarily because this is like the Denzel Curry that I expect, but, you know, I had higher expectations of, of dude. That's all I'm saying. Let's move on to the next album of the day here. Uh, 
Compton's own buddy dropped an album called Super Ghetto. And I'm a fan of Buddy. Like, he's one of the more, another artist that I view as overlooked. This is another guy that I think that definitely um, needs to be talked about a little bit more. Not necessarily be mentioned as an elite top dog rapper, but at least be on niggas' minds. Because I know out west, you know, he's popping down there. For sure. But Super Ghetto, man, this got some soul to it. You know, you know, he he reminds me so much of like that Dungeon Family era. Especially with this project. This reminds me, this gives me a Dungeon Family vibes. We start off with the opener Hoochie Mama. Like, what? Like... Niggas be starting that albums out with a track called Hoochie Mama like it's 1994 or something. But I like the concept. The beats fire. The lyrics are dope as hell. I can't really get mad at it, man. It's a dope song. Very catchy. Very catchy song. I think that shit should really be a single because it's got that bounce to it. Um, Ghetto 24 featuring Tinashe. I mean, I don't know if y'all know, but... Tanache definitely one of my favorites that's out there doing the singing thing or whatever. She's definitely one of my favorites. So for them two to link up, I mean, they they did a track together for her uh, last album. So I think that they probably did this track at the same time that they did the other track. But all in all, I love this song, though. Way too long featuring Blast. I think this is one of the highlights of the project. Oh, um, man. And, and this is another thing I like about Buddy. He's His music is relatable. You know, he don't try to rap about, like, cars, diamonds, chains. You know, he's braggadocious when it comes down to his skills and what his worth is and what he has to offer. But... It's just, you know, it's just black soul. You know what I'm saying? That's what I could really say about him. You know, that's what, if he was like to be put in like a genre, I say it's just like black soul. You know what I'm saying? Well, let's get back to the album. I mean, wait, wait too long. Man, I can relate to this song so fucking much. Like, I don't understand like why people wait certain things out and then they be um choosing people choosing uh to wait on somebody when somebody that's you know somebody is right in your face it's like i'm not gonna wait on you forever so you better make the right decision before i make a decision for myself and choose myself Black 2. Now, if you're unfamiliar, um, Buddy's biggest song, this is, I mean, this is what they know him for, is the original version of the song called Black, featuring ASAP Ferg. That was on his first album. You know, that song, you know, was powerful. You know what I'm saying? And for him to make a sequel to that, 
Honestly, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I like black two better than black one. And he is just basically explaining like, you know, how he's repping for the culture and oh, maybe it's a black thing to y'all. You know, a lot of our stereotypes, let's just say that. That's what he's talking about on this sequel. And I definitely enjoyed it. High School Crush. Um, this definitely gives me Andre 3000 vibes. Not as far as the rapping. I'm just talking about as far as the song composing, the um, tone in which he is singing in. Um, and the uh, pop appeal of the record. It's definitely giving me Andre 3000's uh, Love Below vibes. Uh, Happy Hour featuring T-Pain. Um, T-Pain and Buddy did their thing on this. It's just that, you know, since the project is so good, something has to be the uh, weakest uh, song on the album, you know? And unfortunately, Happy Hour is. Even though I like the song and I get the concept of it. Coolest Things featuring Ari Lennox. Dope. I definitely enjoyed um, the record. I don't know if you pronounce the producer's name uh, D-Mile or DeMille, but that nigga has been everywhere this year so far. That dude could be like in that producer of the year talk. I know it's kind of early, but that man has had his hands in damn near every project uh, this year. But I enjoy Coolest Things. Ain't fair. Oh, the irony. Oh, the fucking irony. Organized Noise produced this. If you're unfamiliar about who Organized Noise is, it's Rico Wade, who was like one of the founding fathers of the Dungeon family, and Sleepy Brown and Ray Murray. Like, obviously, everybody. If you if you know hip-hop like I know hip-hop, you know who the fuck Sleepy Brown is. He's the Curtis Mayfield of rap. You know what I'm saying? He's the Curtis uh, Mayfield of our generation. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, dog, that is fucking ironic that I said I manifested this because I didn't know. I'm finding out about the producers of the project as we speak. And just the fact that Buddy has organized noise producing on this album... That shit blows me away. I'm not going to hold you up. That uh, It feels good to have one of your um, comparisons blossom. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm impressed by Ain't Fair. Um, bad News. Another one of those Andre 3000s circa 2002-2003 records. Eh, I like the hook, but that's probably all that I like about the track. And the final track, uh, Super Ghetto. Um, this is about, like, Buddy's upbringing and what he dealt with when he was a... Uh, a kid growing up in Compton. 
Um, pretty good concept track. But all in all, Super Ghetto is definitely one of the better projects released this year. Um, it's not better than his debut album, uh, Harlan and Alondra, but this is still like worthy of a listen, worthy of checking out. And um, last, but totally, definitely, not least, y'all, we finally... Alright, hip-hop heads commence. You know, this ain't this ain't for you mumble rap niggas. So if y'all ain't into real hip-hop, you can just fast forward this part until my ending, okay? This ain't for you. Now, how many of y'all know, y'all are familiar with a tribe called Quest? Yeah, raise your hand. Just like Debo told Tyrone, nigga, raise your hand. Raise your hand, fool. Right? How many of y'all know who Fife Dog is? Raise your fucking hand. AKA Muddy Ranks in this bitch. He finally delivered the album from the grave because up until Fife Dog's passing in 2016, he had been working on an album called Forever and he had released a single called Nutshell back in 2016. And I was happy to see him like be on his own. You know what I'm saying? Because he had been in the shadow of, of group members uh, Q-Tip, Ali, Shahid, Muhammad for a very long time. And then, before his untimely passing, he had just reunited with A Tribe Called Quest for their classic album, their last release. Man, I can't think of the title of that record right now. We got it from here. Thank you for saving or some shit like that. Yeah, man, that's definitely my uh, one of my favorite Tribe albums, by the way. But yeah, man, we got an album, man. We got an album from the grave, a posthumous release called Forever. And it's good that we got this, man. It's good to hear some, like, real hip-hop in 2022. I mean, it's some, it's some cats that's doing it. But it's just good to hear it from a legend, you know, because I didn't necessarily listen to uh, Fife's debut album that he released in 2000. I'll probably check that out later. But forever, this second album right here, oof. I don't know, man. I'm, I hate to throw the C word around. I hate to do it, but, you know, you might have to. You know, my hip-hop heads, they might understand what I'm talking about. The average rap fan in 2022 would be like, you're crazy. It's not enough trap beats on there. Oh man, why ain't Fife Dog get a Jetson made beat? <laughs> He's dead, man. Relax. Relax. These are songs that he had a few years back before he passed. And you know, I like when rappers like stay in their lane too and don't try to try anything that's too far out of their lane anyway. But man, this album here had a few tearjerkers. Because, you know, this is pretty much an album where a lot of the uh, album's guests pay tribute to not only Fife Dog, but to uh, passed on rapper Jay Dilla. Alright, Cheryl's big son. I think um, Fife's wife and kid are talking on the intro. Um, only a coward. Let's, let's talk about Only a Coward. Man. 
Fife Wonder, though? That's how you gonna hit us on the head, Fife? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Fife Dog is being the OG, just giving advice to certain people about how their lives should be lived. I know a lot of people don't like being talked to, you know, don't like people giving them advice, but Fife sees different people in different situations and he offers his advice on it, basically. Gives them some OG talk. Fallback featuring Rhapsody. Fire. I mean, it's alright. It's not the best. It's not the best Rhapsody verse, but it's good to hear those two on the same song together. I think, I think Crisis did this beat. Nutshell Part 2. Let me tell you something, man. I like the original Nutshell, but uh, this version right here, nigga. If you don't like it, man, if you don't like this song, you don't really like real hip-hop. You just don't. You just a fucking hater. How the fuck you gonna say no to Busta Rhymes, Red Man, and Fife Dog on the same song? On a Jay Dilla beat, might I add. You gotta be fucking kidding me. This this is by far the best song on here, and it's not even close. All three of them deliver fire verses. Fife Dog re-recites his second verse for the remix. And it was a it was a surprise. I remember when the song came out like early last year. And I didn't know that he had another visual. Like he had another vi a video. Like he shot a video for it and everything. You know, I got goosebumps instantly. You know? And Nutshell Part 2 was sick. Sorry featuring V Rich. I like how they uh, flipped the Donnell Jones sample. You know, I loved it when Mariah did it, but Fife did it did, uh, did the sample well. I like the concept. You know, Fife Dog is just talking to his lady about his missteps, his faults, his mistakes, and this is a pretty good song. I like it. Now here's where the tears came in, bro. Nigga, y'all almost got me on this one. Dear Dilla featuring Q-Tip. Man, it was dope to hear Fife and Q-Tip together on a song. Definitely gives you goosebumps. Tribe Called Quest vibes. But Dear Dilla, man, wow. Fife, this is Fife's tribute to Jay Dilla because back in the day, before Jay Dilla branched out and did Slum Village, you know, Slum Village was already, he was already in that group, but they just hadn't broken through mainstream. He was producing beats with Ali Shaheed Muhammad and Q-Tip in A Tribe Called Quest. You know, he debuted in 1996, but, you know, for the world to see, he was producing shit for the far side. Like, man awesome tribute. Wow Factor featuring uh, Maceo from De La Soul. Um, this was a song where Fife Dog described a lot of his uh, favorite artists that had the Wow Factor. Basically star power and, and everything that he views that makes 
a real American star. Residual Curiosities. This is another favorite moment of mine on here. Where um, Fife is talking about a time that he spent in Detroit. You know, he shouts out Detroit a lot on this album. Gotta give Fife, I gotta tip my hat to the, le- to, the, to the legend, man. You know, because I think he passed from kidney failure. Like, after he just got, like, a kidney transplant, man. It's just, it was sad. But, yeah, I fuck with residual curiosities. God sent... I think this is another Jay Dilla tribute, and it features Dwelly, Detroit's own, by the way, Dwelly. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Dwelly, though. Round Irving High School, I think this is his wife's tribute, and his mother's tribute to, to fight. While Angela Winbush, a, 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 a legend, is singing on the song. French Kiss Trois. Yo, for real, I thought that was really Jay Dilla on that song, but that's his brother, Ella J. I mean, they sound just alike, so it's kind of easy to really, like, get them confused because they both sound alike. Like, French Kiss Trois was dope. It features Redman and Ella J, man. Wow. I didn't expect that. Redman verse was dope, man. Like, Redman, one of them artists that needs his flowers. Straight up, straight like that. To Live Forever featuring Little Brother and uh, Postinus from uh, De La Soul. Fire. Fire. Like, Darian Brockington killed that. I thought that was Fonte singing. Their voices are similar. But yeah, another well put. I, it, 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 this was another fight. This was a Fife tribute with Fife talking on the end. And the final track, Forever. You know, he expressed a lot of guilt on this track. Definitely another sad record. Like where he's explaining where him and um, Jay Dilla was playing phone tag for two years. For the, you know, the, you know, you would say probably circa 2004, 2006. And he, and he regretted not, um, going out of his way to get back in contact with Dilla, to have like at least one more talk before his unfortunate passing from Lucas. And then he also, you know, blamed himself for the, a Tribe Called Quest initial breakup. But all in all, Forever is definitely one of those. It could be top 10, top 15, already released in 2022. Could be in that top 10 right now. I ain't gonna lie. This was a great project, man. And it was a great send-off to a legendary MC. Long live Fife. But uh, this is King Don't Uncensored, New Music Fridays, and I'm out of here.